0: all right all right i am ready whenever you are did you hit record already i did hit record oh. yes all right well we are live why don't you go ahead and hit that button
1: Welcome back to Dad's Me World, your weekly deep dive into that classic show known as Boy Meets World. I am one of your two dads, uh,
0: Tyler, and I am sweet Dad number two, <laughs> Brett.
1: Yes. Uh, well, to start us off, Brett, I think we need to say it: a, we are together in yes, one place. Yes, we are. <laughs>
0: That's right. Good looking people. We are on a shared vacation this week with the fam. And while they're all downstairs, we're holed up in a bedroom upstairs and, uh, just set up a little remote recording studio and, uh, just recording a bunch of episodes for your listening pleasure.
1: Yes. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> Say it's, it feels like it took forever to get to this point that we can do this, but it's nice that you and I are able to do this uh, and just sit down together, see each other face to face and then not have any lag uh, in our conversation. So exactly you guys yes. don't always hear this, but there are many a times when you know one of us just <laughs> be yelling at each other, not yelling, but just being like, Tyler, Tyler. Tyler, I see your lips moving, so I'm just going to assume you're making a point, and we'll figure it out later. So, yes. Brett, sorry, unfortunately, spends phone a,
0: froze. A, yes,
1: spends <laughs> a good amount of time, you know, going through and editing out uh, the way that uh, we're not always able to hear each other talking <laughs>
0: over each other. So, and Tyler, this week,
1: remember, pal, I know where you sleep.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep, so we're just spending some time as a family uh, Kids are hanging out, went to the zoo yesterday uh, Tried some interviews for a third host, just didn't go very well
0: It did not, they were not very receptive No, no the they were not The invitation was ex- extended, it was not accepted
1: You know, we had a line of penguins, but, you know, none of them They just didn't bring
0: it, you know, they have it <sighs> They didn't have that factor, no, the <laughs> it factor was not there
1: Everybody had a good time. Everyone's been having a good time, just been silly, fun, and
0: oh, just we're not at the tail end of our trip. So, yes, and uh, you know what? There's uh, something special for this episode, Tyler. There is something special about this there episode. Is. Do you want to tell them about it? Good looking people. This is episode number 50 of Dad's Meet World. Uh, yes. There used to be like angelic voices. That's true. That would have been good.
1: Um, <laughs> Yeah, this is really exciting. Um, you know, we're halfway to 100, which is incredible. For the episodes, quote unquote, uh, for um, like the show itself, like not our, not the podcast, but the TV show Boy Meets World. Yes. You know, this is episode four, uh, four, 43, sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So we've done some other things along the way, you know, bonus stuff that we've been able to use and whatnot. Um, so it's the fact that this is now roughly a year, Brett, that we're doing this. That's it's right. pretty big deal. Um, it is. Very exciting. They
2: want you to take the rules!
1: They do want you to take the rules. Uh, we just watched an episode of Bluey where an old lady was trying to steal stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i i'll just say this from my vantage point i feel like we've learned a lot over this year uh, mm-hmm. over these 50 episodes of you know what the the voice of this podcast needs to look like how we need to do it so that way it's fun interactive and we're bringing bringing the uh the good vibes and also you know i'm i'm hoping that this is a good break from a lot of nonsense going on in your life as you're listening to this and that uh, it brings you joy uh, whenever we come up because we have fun doing the podcast and as long as we're having fun and it's not really a chore it's just a way for us to talk and be able to have a good time then um, great so that's just the way I feel Brett how do you feel
0: I feel the same way I knew it hopefully uh, this is as much fun for you as it is for us so uh Tyler, how about uh, we dive right into this week's episode? and uh, Let's get into the Scratch Match, Brett. That's right. So we're going to dive right into episode 21 of season three, The Thrilla in Phila. This is Corey joins the wrestling team to you make a the new- Corey? Oh yeah, Corey, <laughs> the Corey, joins the wrestling team to make a name for himself, but eventually realizes that he doesn't have to prove anything. Corey and Topanga's mutual interest in each other is revealed. Meanwhile, for the first time, that's yes. right. Now, this episode was written by Mark Blutman and Howard Busgang, directed by David Trainer. Originally aired May fifth, nineteen ninety five, a full two months after the previous episode. Nice has an IMDb rating of 7.6, and in in the latest episode of our favorite game show,
1: Vast Emotional Damage,
0: our Nielsen numbers last episode were 19.1. So, Tyler, what do you think the Nielsen numbers for this episode were?
1: You know, I can't remember what you said was the benchmark for the height, but with it being a few months off, let's just assume that They came back with a quick bang of these three episodes because these are all pretty solid. Let's go with a 21, Brett.
0: You have lost the showcase. That's fair. They return from a two-month hiatus with 17.8. That's not good. Not at all. Not even with stunt casting. What type of stunt casting do you mean, Brett? Well, we'll get into it, but I will tell you this fun factoid. This episode features the most special guest stars of any episode of Boy Meets World.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you can tell right off the bat that that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not to mention a lot of the side characters that uh, don't always get much time having a lot of time, too. So, Oh, yes. Well, take us away, Tyler. Well, we start off in the hallway. We got Topanga, who's on the yearbook committee. Uh, Makes sense. Does. And uh, she's trying to get some stuff finalized for the yearbook, uh, so that way they can, you know, get things taken care of, shipped up. You know, it's the end of the school year. Mm -hmm. Now, I will say, good-looking people, um... I didn't do yearbook myself, but I had some friends that were on yearbook. And there's a very specific time of the year that everything is super intense, super crazy, because they got to get everything done, finished, and sent off to the printers. And I'm not saying that wrestling season should be done at the time of uh, (laughs) this, but it also should not be like at the tail end of the school year. Like, I know episodes has an episode, season has got a season, (laughs) but like, all of these timelines don't really add up for everything happening all at once. Like normally it's like right as like spring season is beginning. A lot of times that's whenever they are finishing up and they're getting like the last little bits that they can, you know, the with like a month or two, like that's whenever they're sending out the stuff for uh, yearbooks. Cause you get
0: them right at the end of the year. So Um, So you're saying this is not the time of year necessary where they'd be looking, the wrestling team would be looking for an opening in the 108-pound super confetti weight division.
1: No. I'm (laughs) saying that that is not the case. Because, again, I I hate to say it, but I think most of our writers did not play sports, so they don't know. (laughs) And, you know, I don't think a lot of them are on a lot of the committees that they talk about. So. It, it is what it is. There's nothing we can do about it, Brad. It's just episode mm-hmm. has to episode. It That's is. all it is. <laughs> just like my shirt today says. <laughs> Your good shirt does say that. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, anywho, um, the boys are trying to think through of what it is that they've done this year. And uh, apparently they've done nothing. Although, yeah. we have 20 episodes to prove <laughs> otherwise.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, good looking people. I mean, this this is a, a duo who have Sean's flooded the school. Uh, they have started a pirate radio station. Um, they walked out of school. They have organized a walkout that consisted of just them. <laughs> uh, they, they've done a lot of stuff this year, but they can't remember any of it. Yeah. They <laughs> they helped a girl get popular. I don't know where. Yes, they did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what else did they do? They did all sorts of things this year. Like, to say that they did nothing
0: is just ridiculous. Corey was the first person to ride the final or the last ride. Yeah, the last ride. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Episode has to episode, Brett. Um, <laughs> but all of a sudden, the we hear Corey trying to give an explanation of why their life is not going the way they think it should be. And it's because of... The Jocks! Yes, out of nowhere, Corey is blaming the jocks, who we, I don't know, didn't even realize there was sports at this school with the lack of uh, people walking around with Letterman jackets. Um, yes, the jocks are the problem, and all of a sudden, the wrestling team is, like, picking guys up and sending guys down, and they're, like, going through the
0: whole hallway, and then all of a
1: sudden, they get to Corey.
0: I do like how the wrestling team is deciding on who fits in the weight division they're looking for. Yep. Yeah. It's which honestly, it's not unrealistic completely for for guys who are wrestling on a regular basis to be able to have a decent yeah. judge of who weighs what.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, specifically, whenever you
1: are always lifting a certain weight as well, like I remember when I was in high school, I could tell something Like I'd pick something up and be Like oh It's this weight Cause I, this is a weight That I'm constantly Grabbing and lifting mm. And doing stuff with So It's just It's a
0: fun visual gag though
1: <laughs> It's a great visual gag <laughs> uh, Yeah But they get to Corey And they say Congratulations You're on the wrestling team
0: <laughs> And he's just like What? <laughs> Yeah. Now, for uh, just completion's sake here, we've got Matt, who is the one who extends the offer and welcomes Corey. This is uh, Jared Murphy. First and only time we'll see him on Boy Meets World. Total of 12 acting credits to his name, California Dreams, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Baywatch Nights, and others. He hasn't been in front of a camera since 2013. Savage is the guy who actually lifts Sean and Corey. This is the first and only time. Uh, Charles Carpenter is the guy who plays him. First and only time that we'll see him on Boy Meets World. He went on to a rather uh, busy career. 53 credits to his name. Saved by the Bell, of the College Years. Family Matters. Sister, Sister. Sister, no. Sister. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh, Jag, Beverly Hills, nine hundred two one zero, Desperate Housewives, Castle, Go On, Dexter, The Mentalist, Bones, Brooklyn Nine Nine, Birds of Prey, Criminal Minds, and others. No, no, Step by Step. Well, that's all right. I mean,
1: that's a pretty good. Yeah, career, I mean, though.
0: he's uh, from what I can see, he's still pretty active. So, I mean, he's he's had a decent career since yeah. then. Yes, but he gets the Letterman jacket and then he gets a candy. He does. He gets candy and candy is played by Kelly Packard. And uh, this is actually her last of three times we'll see her on Boy Meets World. Uh, 24 acting credits to her name. Uh, we saw her in Model Family and Wonder. It's a Wonderful Night as Tracy. Uh, so you can go back to those for her full acting credits. So she was
1: one of the horrible
0: girls? Is that what you're telling me? She was. I thought so. And fun factoid, she was also a Baywatch lifeguard. Oh, uh, fair. Yes, But yes, uh, fun. I, I did clip out as Corey's getting his uh, wrestling gear. I thought that was a fun little... Moment. Here's your jacket.
1: Ooh. Look, <laughs> <laughs> Sean, my jacket.
0: Here's a uniform.
2: My uniform. This is like Christmas here.
0: <laughs> Here's your candy.
2: Candy?
1: <laughs> Hi, I'm Candy. Sweet.
0: Now, do we want to talk about uh, candy going with the jacket? <laughs> Uh, uh, uh yeah
1: it's a great bit it's so funny <laughs> however that's n- that is not uh that's not how it works <laughs> as someone with a letterman jacket i know for a fact that they don't just come with a girl um and <laughs> i guess this is a good time as any brett to get into this um I have a hot take for you, Mm -hmm. Uh, a bit of a potential rewrite, because if you've watched the episode, Good Looking People, you know that Candy really fits in with this crew. And we only see Candy with this crew. We don't see a bunch of other girls around her for some Mm -hmm. reason. My thought is, and I don't want to get into body shaming and all that jazz, but uh, just based on eyesight, I'm guessing that Candy would fit in this weight class. Mm -hmm. Why is Candy not the Confederate weight or whatever they they said, confetti weight, uh, the 108 class? Because she seems like she's a part of the guys. Mm -hmm. And just let her do that. I have met plenty of girls who wrestle and could do fine. Um, There's no reason not to. Mm -hmm. So the fact that they have... Um, someone else they're trying to find to do it, you got someone already, and she's probably already more talented in wrestling than Corey is.
0: Mm. Now, I do have a a thought on this. I did wrestle intramurals for a year around this time frame. Um, and intramurals, it was co-ed. But at least in our part of the country, uh, in Ohio, at the varsity JV level, it was uh, single sex. There was boys wrestling. And there really, I don't remember that there was any interest from the girls to wrestle. So it really was just boys varsity and boys JV. So it is very, very possible that John Adams High just did not have girls wrestling. Right. Or would not allow her to wrestle on the boys' team. Very also. possible, yes. So it is possible that Candy is just living vicariously through this jacket. That's true. but Because, uh, I mean, we'll see you later. She is very much a jock.
1: Yeah, so she is straight <laughs> up a jock. And that's why I guess it bothers me, because, like, to me, she seems like a sports girl that doesn't need a guy. She just seems like uh, it's just only there for the comedy bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, The actress does a great job I believe that she is this person yep. um, But I just I I don't know I, I'm also aware that in the 90s Is a different time but like You <laughs> If the episode doesn't Care about continuity Just say that Candy is now The person like have the episode End like that not I go with the jacket Just say I'm taking the jacket Because I'm tired of you guys you know yep. Give me these weaklings You know but also like Corey goes, oh, yeah, there's no one in my weight class. I never have to fight. First of all, you have wrestling matches, not fights. And you know that there are meets, and you go to the meets, and you wrestle against other people in that weight class. So, yes, Corey, you would have to eventually wrestle. Yeah,
0: because logically, if they have an opening in the weight class, then there are others that they would wrestle against in the weight Uh, class.
1: Unless, like, the rest of the wrestling team is like, state championship level guys and they just need a body in there to take a loss, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not possible. Like, you know, from my high school, we had a really good wrestling team, like uh, the whole time I was in high school. And so like they consistently went out and competed against big schools and would do well, but they needed every single weight class to compete and be aggressive. Um, and without the whole team doing that, it they would struggle. Mm-hmm. So you you couldn't just hope to have one that you know would just take a loss. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It just seems kind of ridiculous, a little bit. Candy. Yes <laughs> I will say she does have better chemistry with uh, Corey than she did with Eric.
0: Yes, she did.
1: <laughs> isn't that kind of funny how they have sometimes they'll have a girl be interested in Eric and then they'll have her be a different character and be interested in Corey and vice versa and how awkward that may be mm. a little bit
0: <laughs> and Eric never notices
1: yeah, but sometimes <laughs> like the one will have better chemistry with one or the other so I don't know. <laughs> Interesting stuff. But we go to the Matthews house. Yes, we do. Corey, let your brother breathe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Corey and, Sh- and Eric are coming down and Corey's got Eric in a headlock. <laughs> <laughs> he has adapted to this goon life uh, very quickly. He has. He really has.
2: pal. I know where you sleep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but he asks, you know, hey, can you please sign a permission slip? And he goes, sure. And he looks at it and like, oh, wrestling team. Great. Oh, I have
0: this. I've, I've clipped this conversation because I thought it was perfect.
2: Amy. A little
1: Corey made the wrestling team. All right, get your old man a pen. Now, oh, Alan, we should discuss this. Wrestling is dangerous. Oh, come on. If you're signing up for ballet, that might be dangerous. Here, <laughs> oh, Wait a second, Dad. Look, I know these wrestlers. Uh, they're like psychotic caged animals just waiting to take all the regressions out on little runts like Corey. Use my pen. First of all, Alan's just super excited. Oh, yeah. He's like, yes, my son's interested in a sport
0: that's competition. Yeah, yes. Yeah, he used to box in the Navy. He's yeah. got his son to pass. Pass on because Eric hasn't shown any inclination for, Anything. you know, the pugilistic science, the sweet science. So you know, someone that's in a contact grappling art, you know, someone he can pass that along to. And of course, Eric
1: doesn't take a mo- uh, moment not to go. Yeah, uh, this is horrible. And there's no way that we should let him do this. Please let him do it.
0: <laughs> I found it interesting that according to Eric, the wrestling team has a reputation for being just the worst of the worst, basically. I mean, that's not unfair. I,
1: okay. <laughs> I have to jump on a slight soapbox. When I was in high school, the per, the biggest versions of, like, we are the jocks was the wrestling team. Quite often, they would clump together in a way and be like, no, we're... we're, we're, we're. That's the best way to translate. Um, (laughs) And I think part of the problem is that they, because of the type of sport that is wrestling and because you're out there all by yourself trying to do something competing, you know, you're competing with teammates, but you know, if you don't win your match, uh, you know, you're going to hurt your team where in Mm -hmm. other sports it's, you know, well, you may miss a block or miss an assignment or miss a shot, but there's always an opportunity to get it back. Mm -hmm. If you lose your match, you lose your match. That's it. Yeah. Um, and so there's there's almost a cocky and arrogance that you need to have to, to convince yourself that you're going to beat anyone you go up against. You, you, you have to have that. And it's hard to turn that on and off. Um, and I know that kind of like the wrestlers themselves in, in most walks of life uh, tend to struggle in that. You know, football, you're able to, <laughs> once you're done, you're done, and you're just like, okay, now I can be me again. I don't have to worry about it. I'm going to go out there and hit somebody. My helmet's off, you know. I'm done. You know, wrestlers could be wrestling at any moment because that's just the part of life. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not in a bunch of gear; you just are in a singlet, and at the drop of the hat, you are you know you need to be ready and on and go. And so, I I I understand that for a lot of wrestlers <laughs> out there, because I don't want to talk down any wrestlers, um, that that is part of it It, it, it's a turning on and off that switch that can be difficult for you guys uh but on the same token for those outside of it when you think of the bullies unfortunately a lot of those probably will be the wrestlers not so much the football players yeah but on the on the, the whole though brett The jocks are—this is the only time in any episode of the whole show where it's like, you know who the problem is? The jocks!
0: Yeah. The only time Tyler would be happy with Hollywood jocks.
1: Yeah. I mean, but also, like, as you are with these guys more, you—they're not bad people. Like, they're not bullies in the school. They really aren't, no.
0: They're not painted with that brush. Yeah,
1: and even at the end, the the captain of the team goes, hey, you know, you're
0: you're all right. Like, yeah, they're really not painted as, as antagonistic or horrible or anything. They're just, they're there. And so we've got a chugging contest to celebrate the newest member of the wrestling team.
1: <laughs> and they're smashing cans on. I don't know why, but there's a running gag in this show that no one is able to smash a can to save their lives. And um, it gets
0: worse as they get older. But it is. Uh, Candy s- has
1: no problem with it whatsoever. No, and
0: Savage <laughs> has got a, a wonderful insight. It's
1: all bone up here. You can't
0: damage anything. <laughs> Yes, it's true. The skull is all bone up there. (laughs) The fact that they named the character Savage is quite
1: confusing because there's points where he's saying like, hey, Savage. And I'm thinking he's talking to uh, (laughs) Corey. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but Sean's a little worried about
0: this situation Mm
1: -hmm. because it doesn't. Corey's not acting like himself.
0: Yes, this is very much off-base for Corey. <laughs>
1: yeah. In a way, Corey's lost in his identity. Mm-hmm. Yes, but then we get to probably one of the best ep- or the best moments in this episode when uh, all of a sudden a massage bed comes into uh, Feeny's <laughs> classroom while he's trying to talk about Nixon. Yeah. Um, and Griff, you know, tries to get up on there because he's been missing too many days of school mm-hmm. and Feeney's been really harking on him about and missing days of school. And he figures the
0: best way to rectify this situation is to just kill two birds with one stone, get his massage in while in class. Yes. Uh, Feeney's
1: not okay with that, though, and tries to push him out of... Uh classroom
0: yes and the conversation in the hallway is great I clipped this
1: I am sick and tired of your antics this school was meant for education not for your own personal pleasures
0: I couldn't agree with you more
2: we are back from the airport Griff we got your lobsters
1: lobsters
2: flown in fresh from Maine
1: I could eat mine right now they're still alive Frankie I said what I said (laughs) Mr. Feeney, care to join us for a late lunch? It's a four-pounder with your name on it. Young man, I want you to go to my office and wait for me. Just Mr. Hawkins. Uh, Where Griff goes, we go. Gentlemen, don't you have lives of your own? No, sir. (laughs) And what happens when Mr. Hawkins is not around to tell you what to do if, say, he's expelled? Like that could never happen. It could happen.
2: What? I didn't have to get my own life.
1: I'd consider it. But all the good lives are taken. It plays into that dynamic so well of who Joey and Frankie are, Mm -hmm. of who Griff is and Feeney. And Feeney's patient level with Griff is not very high. Mm -mm. It's almost like he learned with Harley, like, I need to nip this stuff in the bud as quickly as possible.
0: Yeah, and Griff's, Griff's antics are so far different from Harley's. Harley's are pretty... Almost cartoonish. Pretty standard bully tactics. Griff's are just on an entirely different plane. Yeah. There's no more fun to it. They're (laughs) not bully at all. They're just. He's got a massage table coming in. He's got his lackeys picking up lobsters. Uh, They're not necessarily against the rules, so to speak, but they just flout authority.
1: Yes, it very much not against the rules but very disrespectful yes <laughs> this is the 90s however you know because you can do things in school you can't do it nowadays mhm <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> I feel like Feeney put in a bunch of rules after this year saying things like no one can go to the airport and bring back lobsters. No one can bring a massage. They
0: they do say that if uh, if there's a sign or if there's a rule, it's because someone uh, broke it. Yeah.
1: Well, we keep talking about that with this Airbnb of, you know. Little things that like don't do this, don't do that, and we're like, huh? I wonder who did it. So that way, they have no choice but to put that up there.
0: Yes. <laughs> Clip your toenails before going in the pool.
1: Yes. Just it's so funny the to our kids. Like, why does it say that?
0: Well, because like, well, someone did. Someone did it, did it at some point. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna head to Chubby's, and uh...
1: okay, I know,
0: I know a lot happens, but.
1: For Chubbies, the main thing I want to get into is when Turner comes over to break up the fight. Like, <laughs> I know that Topanga gets frustrated with Corey, and, was, and they're, she's talking with Sean about uh, yearbook, and she kind of slips something. He goes, you like her, don't you? He goes, no, I don't. Shut up. Um, that's a cute <laughs> moment. I'm really happy about that. But the thing I truly want to talk about is that Turner comes in, he thinks Corey's getting beaten up, mm-hmm. and he's like, all right, Matthews, what good through the first
0: putt? <laughs> I clipped that whole interaction.
2: I'm on the wrestling team, and we're just horsing around. It's what jocks do. I am a jock. (laughs) Oh man, I hope you're not a rare blood type. (laughs) Mr. Turner,
1: sidebar. I'm the only one in my weight class. I never have to fight. What can go wrong? Matthews, you gotta fight.
2: AB negative.
1: Universal recipient. That should come in handy. You gotta earn this jacket, buddy. Somebody else just sign up in your weight class.
2: <laughs> what exactly
1: is the range in my weight class? No, Matthews, not Frankie, but someone who's looking to make a name for himself be his own person carve his own niche
2: yeah Matthews and I'm gonna carve me a niche right in your stinking head <laughs> nice jacket.
1: <laughs> well unfortunately you didn't get to the point that I wanted to get to oh my which bad which is when he broke up the fight he goes what goon threw the first punch Of <laughs> <And> Corey's <laughs> me response is this, this goon <laughs> No, really. The the transformation of Corey becoming a a jock is complete within a day. Total meathead. (laughs) No, all the stuff within this is perfect because it's like, yeah, I never have to fight. I'll never have an issue. Like, everything's perfect. And then it's like, immediately, hey, you gotta fight. And it's just (laughs) setting up that, like, Corey's trying to use this as a way to get popular or just be somebody but and not have to do anything. Right. Not have to do anything. Unfortunately, children, you have to earn the things that you're going to have. Like there mm-hmm. are people who desperately fight so hard to be uh a starter, a you know, the person that represents their team, like in a certain weight division in wrestling. There are basketball players who fight so hard just to get a few minutes on the court. You know, there are people that are, are tirelessly work and and try so hard to do these things. I know, I was one of them. Like, I did not play much varsity until my senior year when I started, and I killed myself trying to do that like there were days i know brett saw me and probably thought oh my gosh did he get run over by a truck like Mm -hmm. i you know for like i I killed myself trying to you know get better and to do something my biggest problem wasn't my strength uh it was always (laughs) my height like if i wasn't so short i wouldn't have had to work so hard and you know wreck my body trying to do it Uh, and i'm still feeling the the effects of that all these years later i have weight on my body i might not ever get off because i was so focused on getting better at at sports so Mm -hmm. it's just it's sacrifices that you make at a young age and what Corey doesn't realize and technically didn't realize this last year either is that to do the sports at that at the level that they're talking about is very very difficult and Corey has none of those desires because Corey's lazy
0: mm-hmm. he's just he just wants something to to he wants a check mark he wants a he wants that blue check beside his name for all those who use twitter before you could pay for that blue check mark yeah i mean <laughs>
1: Honestly, Corey just wants to be able to sit in front of a microphone and give his thoughts and opinions, which is what he was doing for an episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) But anywho,
0: Corey's got a wrestling match now. Um, He does. Oh, and before we move on from Chubby's, we have to share the birth of the nickname. Greatest
1: accomplishment. Making the wrestling team. Fondest memory. Meaning candy. (laughs) favorite quote ra Arr! good boy
2: goodbye
0: I did not clip the birth of the, the nickname never mind I'm cutting that out
1: <laughs> no I like that I, I, that's one of my favorite
0: parts <laughs> yeah the yearbook <laughs> quote is gold though <laughs> 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 like yeah, ra ra good boy Corey, the Cory I know the nickname needs some, needs some work <laughs>
1: That's like if we called ourselves, this is Daz World podcast, the Daz World podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, with the Daz Meat World podcasters. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So Corey's going to practice jumping rope
1: <laughs> with a broken jump rope. He's practicing jumping rope.
0: <laughs> yeah, but he tried lifting weights, but they're just so heavy.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and I think this is the point of the episode that I get annoyed with Corey, because it's like, he wants to train, quote-unquote, but, like, what does that mean for him?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Nothing. Um, yeah, so he's watching, or all of a sudden, Joey and Frankie pop in. Frankie's trying to teach him a little bit, and uh, all he's trying to do is run into him, mm-hmm. and then... He- <laughs> <laughs> <ends> up, uh, <laughs> uh jump kicking
0: him. Highly illegal move in wrestling, by the way. But this, not, this is not WWE wrestling, Or AEW. <laughs> yeah, or WCW or TWA or whatever other acronyms there are.
1: W- <laughs> w- yes, remember,
0: this is Greco Roman style wrestling where you grapple with your opponent, you don't headbutt them or anything. We'll see in the last act, say ROH yes highly illegal act yes but yes the so Cory is uh
2: why am I always wrong about everything
0: nice little runner through the rest of the episode here <laughs> but yeah great moment where we see uh, Frankie the immovable object get moved
1: <laughs> yes but then we get to uh, their official wrestling match and uh, unfortunately none of them neither one of them
0: really know how to wrestle not really Really? Uh, <laughs> He moved. He moved, Frankie. He, he moved. moved. Is that in the rules? And Corey comes up from behind, and uh, you know he he pins him. And Joey really doesn't fight it because I don't think Joey knows the first thing about wrestling. No, at all. No, he doesn't and, know to move. That's all part of this too. That
1: I'm like, no school sanctioned matches should ever happen if no one knows what they're doing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't ever see the only time I ever maybe saw a coach is the guy who was blowing the whistle for the pin he looked like he might have been a coach but that's that guy where'd he
1: come from he disappears
0: (laughs) yeah that's the only scene we see him in I, i never saw him before never saw him after he might have been the coach but that's okay but that's a problem also in general with most
1: tv shows that randomly have a sports team like in one episode uh is that like there is no coach just the the students are the ones doing mm-hmm. everything. And it, there are programs that there are coaches, but the team is so well-structured and designed that there are players that are running drills and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But that takes a long time to get there. And I don't think John Adams High is one of those. Probably not.
0: <laughs> not if they have a super confetti weight division. <laughs>
1: yeah. But – uh yeah, Joey is a little miffed, he, and he, he wants a... He wants a rematch.
0: He wants a rematch in a unfair and unsquare fight, and yeah. he accuses Corey of being yellow. Yes, he does. And this is a nice
1: ringer of him just messing with him and uh, calling him yellow
0: and following him. and, and He's going to haunt him at Chubby's, yeah. on a payphone for a collect call, uh, in the locker, and then in the trash can, which... In a real world, no way he could have managed that, but no. f- hilarious for TV world. <laughs> so finally, I mean, the wrestling guys go, Matthews, just take care of this guy.
1: And finally, <laughs> like, fine, let's do this. Do you have the exchange of them going back and forth? I do. Actually. Oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> Matthews, you want to get rid of him? Just pound the creep. Are you a jock or aren't you? Yeah, good,
2: good. him. All right, Joey. You want me? You got me.
1: Yeah. Good.
2: Yeah. Tonight, midnight, the abandoned warehouse on 7th. No, 4 o'clock, Feeney's backyard. No, 8 o'clock, the abandoned shipyard by the pier. No, dinner time, my kitchen. <laughs> Is it abandoned? Gentlemen, <laughs> gentlemen,
1: gentlemen, gentlemen, you have a score to settle now. I respect that, but settle it on neutral territory, like the gym tomorrow night.
2: Griff, I don't exactly have a set of keys to get in. Um. Neither does Janet or Bud.
0: My kitchen, dinner time. Is it it's abandoned? abandoned?
1: <laughs> <laughs> the juxtaposition of the abandoned warehouse
0: and Phoenix's backyard. backyard. <laughs> <laughs> These guys live in some very different worlds. <laughs>
1: they do. Um. <laughs> I love that we're now like this is one of those episodes that just it goes fast like Mm -hmm. from start to finish like this is just a lot's happening. There is no breathing. It's okay. I'm Mm -hmm. fine with that. Like that's why I keep looking at my notes like are we at this scene already? Are we at this scene already? Um, Because we get to Corey and Sean about to walk into the gym
0: Mm -hmm. uh, for their wrestling match and he's like well there's gotta be nobody who's actually gonna be here. Yeah Corey's realized that you know what Uh, in between scenes Corey's realized that this is just too much. I'm just going to give Joey the jacket. He wants it so much. It's just not worth it. And you know, I'm just going to give it to him. It's not like it's going to be in front of, I, I wrote it down here. Um, it's just Griff and a couple of thugs. Who cares what they think? It's not like it's in front of the entire school.
2: You see? Wrong about everything.
1: <laughs> yes. So we uh, stumble onto the gym and uh, there's a, Let's say like a one, f- oh, like one fourth the, qu- the size, a quarter size of a regular actual wrestling mat. Yeah, uh, wrestling mat. And uh, <laughs> I like kind how of these have like blue mats and the robes, but they don't have like anything more protective underneath <laughs> there. Again, I said we were watching this last night, and I said to Brad, I'm like, you know, as much money as Griff tends to throw around, he couldn't afford like a real wrestling <laughs> ring. Like that would make sense
0: mm-hmm but yeah and oh, i well. figure i'd let us slide a little bit because we're talking boy meets world sets tv budget oh yeah that's, yeah. The, whole, that's the whole thing Is, yeah if they didn't have to
1: worry about that they could have had a full ring yeah but and i will say when uh, the next person we're going to talk about When that character returns I do like that they're at a quote unquote Real wrestling match you oh, know? Yes. So it's not just like him in the gym
0: Throwing around Eric um, <laughs> yeah, Griff won't let Corey back down Because phone calls were made Favors were called in uh-huh. And these favors include I'm going to throw some names okay, out just here listen, Why don't we just throw all the names <clears throat> at this point just to We've get- got Robert Goulet playing Robert Goulet. First and only time we're going to see him on Boy Meets World. Uh, Sadly, he passed away in 2007. Uh, 72 credits to his name. I had to explain who Robert Goulet was to to Toby last night, because Toby has no frame of reference for Robert Goulet. Um, A bunch of college buddies and I love to uh, quote some Will Ferrell sketches from Saturday Night Live with Robert Goulet. (laughs) That's the only reason I know him. Scary contest. You and me right now. You win. You always do. (laughs) Nature, that's why I come here. Uh, But you can catch him. 72 other credits to his name. Howdy Doody, The Patty Duke Show. I mean, that goes way back. Mission Impossible TV show, Fantasy Island, Beetlejuice, Scrooged, The Naked Gun, Two and a Half, Recess, uh, did some voice acting in that. The King of Queens and others. Oh my
1: gosh. I was like, wait, how is he in Scrooge? I was like, oh yeah, because the whole Robert Goulet in the swamp or in the bayou. <laughs> um,
0: we're also going to see Yasmin Bleeth playing herself. Uh, first and only time we'll see her in Boy Meets World 31. Uh, acting credits to her name, One Life to Live, Baywatch, Veronica's Closet, Basketball, Nash Bridges, VIP and others. And we're going to see Frankie Stacchino Sr. played by Leon white aka vader first three times we'll see him on boy meets world he did also sadly pass away in 2018 32 credits to his name primarily as vader across wwe wwf wcw and tna impact wrestling franchises he also appeared in baywatch
1: I believe that. you know <laughs> this is probably one of the best uh, guest stars because it, it, it brings depth to a character that we I think none of us realize at the time we're going to get depth, you know, mm-hmm. of Frankie. Uh, and of the three of Harley, Joey, and Frankie, you know, Frankie's the one that we deserve to know more about his family is mm-hmm. the best way to put it. And so to get his father and find it's he's actually a famous person. Yep. Um, Although the fact that Corey doesn't immediately recognize him is a little upsetting to me. A little bit, yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) he could have just been starstruck and, like, oh my gosh, one of the most famous wrestlers is in this building right now. Mm -hmm. Like, I could see
0: that. And he wasn't wearing the Vader mask, too. No, that's true. So that's possible. And it could be possible that Corey was just being sassy. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, I'll I'll let it slide because there's a few different reasons it could be, but still. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, Robert Goulet
1: sings the national anthem. Yeah. And then we... Okay, bro, we have to talk about this. Uh, Vera comes out and uh, she's like, Griff, how did you ever convince me to be here?
0: And Griff kisses her. She goes, oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Now, Griff has magic lips.
1: Okay. (laughs) Let's just say that Griff is 18. Mm -hmm. Somehow, this 18-year-old is close enough to a famous actress in one of the most popular shows in America. In the world at this point. In the world, yes. (laughs) Somehow, this 18-year-old has an effect on this woman, similar to other women that he's... Been around that she is just willing and swooned by him immediately. Mm -hmm. What fantasy world are we living in?
0: (laughs) The same one where Corey thinks he has a shot with her toward the end. Yeah. And I. Help, I'm drowning. (laughs) It was worth a shot. I. And honestly, when you think, when you stop and think about it for the joke, it's funny, but yes, when you stop and think about it, because we do play hard and fast with Griff's age, he, this is, he's been to multiple schools. We, he has a long transcript where he's had a rough age, you know, they've been kicked out of multiple schools. We don't know how old he is. We assume he's 18 just because of his looks and what he's able to accomplish. Also, the actor used to play senior, very yes. popular, char- senior, very <laughs> popular character in band on the run but at the end of this episode, Mr. Feeney makes a comment that Griff will be on his way to detention. When the bell rings every day for the next four years. Yeah, I caught that too. So either Griff is a very old freshman or he's not 18 yet. And so there's a very nebulous question about his age here. So, You either have to choose not to think about it or you have to choose. This is a very icky situation for a joke.
1: (laughs) Well, but that's the problem with our favorite show, Boy Meets World, is that the joke comes first. Mm -hmm. So the continuity of what it all means doesn't actually matter. Um, I mean, the only thing I can think of is that Feeney's assuming that he'll continue to fail because he doesn't have the grades. Mm-hmm. Like, he could technically be a freshman because he got transferred out of so many schools Very that possible. he just... I mean, we,
0: we made the assumption that Harley was like a 20-year-old sophomore or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah.
1: So it's just... Uh, you know, it's, it's not that out there for him to be at a low end of uh, a senior or a freshman just due to never really completing any actual classes, never being there long long enough to actually do the academic
0: work. So
1: (laughs) I don't know. I mean, it's, it's farcical is the best way to put it.
0: Yeah. Very heightened reality.
1: I am choosing to believe he is 18 years old Mm -hmm. because I need to sleep at night.
0: Yeah. I'm going to choose that. And you know, whose fault it is. The jocks.
1: (laughs) So, uh, Yeah. So the last guest to come out is Vader, uh, who is referred to as Frankie's uh, father. And one of
0: John Adams High's most famous thugs. Yes.
1: Now, (laughs) I will talk more about him in deep dives. But unfortunately, everyone, the man who plays Frankie Sakino's father is not from Philadelphia. So spoiler alert for deep dives. But uh, we'll talk more about that when we get there. (laughs) Uh, but anywho, their their match begins with Corey and Joey. Side Come on,
0: fighting at the sound of the ding-dong. <laughs> the
1: ding-dong. <laughs> Sean be like, what's this? Ding. <laughs> uh, yeah, and also Eric ends up coming along, and he's going to sit Come by. Come see an idiot get pounded. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's going to sit by the uh, Baywatch girl. He's so excited. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Frankie gets in there, and... <laughs> Eric accidentally gets tagged in, so now Eric is in there. <laughs> Eric does pretty well against Frankie. Yeah. Um, and then Vader gets in there, and now <laughs> Vader is against Eric. Um, now there's a point where he has him lifted up into the air. The way that they shoot this, it I don't think that Will Del is up there for like while he has him completely pressed. But mm-hmm. you see him grab him by the neck. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is very common in wrestling for big guys to do, and that's definitely Will that He has wrapped around his neck, <laughs> and later on, uh, he has him like up on his shoulders, and that is definitely Will Friedle as well. <laughs> um, so I think there's only like really one time when it went from Eric to like a stunt person, or potentially even like a wrestler just dressed as him, um, to now um, it being Will Dell again. But uh, things aren't looking good because it looks like uh, Eric's gonna get slammed by this giant man on these really bad mats until Feeney,
0: Feeney shows up. Yeah, and I credit to uh, you know credit to the crew behind Boy It's World* because their choreography. I don't know if David Trainer pulled in some uh, w at this point WWF uh, camera crew, or if he just really did his homework, but they staged and blocked the all all the action for this really well uh for this wrestling sequence and i'm sure vader brought his own experience to it but like even when you watch eric go up against frankie Unless you're really paying attention, you don't catch like he goes in with the foot stomp when he goes for the headbutt against Frankie. They they did a really good job yeah. with all of this work for I mean, this wrestling sequence. They could
1: have just done like a wrestling school like for a day mm-hmm. um, and learned some of the things. Because I, I know a lot of times whenever they will do like special things that they shoot, they'll have the actors go in for like a lesson on, OK, you have to do this. You have to do this way. And there are mm-hmm. Teachers for professional wrestling that they probably called in and could have been even someone that's connected to Vader. Um, But, you know, like for lack of a wording as well, there's other people that will come along later on. Cause I, sorry, I know enough about wrestling that I have someone in mind that they probably actually called due to other people that end up coming along as well that are connected to this person. But our audience won't know, the person, if I say the name, so I'm mm-hmm. not going to say it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but um, at the end of the day, they it is impressive. Like this is a this is a moment in this show that they'll never do again. But it's really good mm-hmm. and really enjoyable, and it's fun.
0: It's great visual humor.
1: Yeah, and I <laughs> I love when Feeny shows up. Put the boy down. Make me
0: Feeny. And Just Feeny grabs does a, rope a little and hops over.
1: But <laughs> I'll ask you: Do you think that was actually? Bill, who did that?
0: I do think it was actually Bill.
1: Well, I think so too, because it, it's graceful, mm-hmm. and he he goes up and he comes down, and it's so quick mm-hmm. that I'm like, I would think that was probably him. Yeah,
0: I I I do think it was a one shot, and I do think it was William Daniels who performed that. So, just. <laughs> All of it was good.
1: I will say, before we continue in that uh, Feeny versus Vader, I do love that Turner comes up. Hey, Matthew, sidebar. <laughs> Matthew crawls Are over to Are you kidding him. me? <laughs> Just, I love he rubs the face of like, hey, do you see what's happening here? Like, do you see what you could have avoided? <laughs>
0: you should know by now, I'm wrong about absolutely everything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and maybe, you know, truly, this could be a turning point for Corey. Mm-hmm. of trust. Being frustrated that he's trying to fit in somewhere that he's not fitting in. And mm-hmm. finding out who he is, not based on what other people want of him, but just who he wants to be. Mm-hmm. So, um yes, but Feeney tells him to put uh, Eric down, and he says, no. Make me. And then he uses the. uh The secret weapon. The
0: secret weapon.
1: His real name. Quote, unquote, yes. real
0: name. <laughs> Quote.
1: <laughs> Leslie,
0: Yes, you wouldn't.
1: (laughs) And uh, yeah, so Vader puts him down and uh, he tells him that the next time they see each other.
0: Texas death match. Yes. Loser leaves town. (laughs) And Feeney is unscathed by this. Oh, he is unmoved because apparently Feeney was was Vader's teacher when he was in school because his bully tactics didn't work on him then and they won't now. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, Well, I mean, the only thing I could see is that, like, th- the way they're trying to present it is if Feeney and Vader are actually closer in age, potentially. Maybe Vader was a jock. Well, I don't know. It's just the way they make it seem as if he could be either he was a teacher, his teacher, his student, or they were closer in age groups. Either way, it's a good bit. And that's mm-hmm. all it is. But then we get to detention, Brett.
0: Mm <laughs> hmm. Oh, we're not at detention yet. We got to get Corey's actual yearbook quote.
1: I'm sorry. You're right. I skipped a little bit.
0: Yes, yes. I I, I do have a small problem with the yearbook quote. And uh, let let me play the yearbook quote for us here. You like him? (laughs) Shut up.
1: Uh, I need a quote to go with your picture unless you still want to go with Ra. Well, what'd you put for you? I do my thing and you do your thing. You are you and I am I. And if in the end we end up together, it's beautiful. Put the
2: same for me.
0: Okay, here's my problem with the yearbook quote. That is a very specific and targeted yearbook quote that is directed for one person only. I am me and you are you. And if the end we wind up together, it's beautiful. Who is putting that as a yearbook quote for anyone in the school to read? Uh, Topanga is like...
1: But uh, she's someone that I think at this point, she is aware enough that she likes him. mm -hmm. She's made it very clear as often as she can that she likes him. Mm -hmm. And I'm assuming that almost the whole school is aware (laughs) that these two like each other. Oh, undoubtedly. So there's a strong chance that she's putting that in there, but also You're
0: saying she's shooting her shot
1: could be, it could just be like a, Hey, I know where I stand. You just have to tell me where you stand. Mm-hmm.
0: So <laughs>
1: I don't know, but I agree. It is targeted towards one person and, but it's a great TV moment.
0: <laughs> it is that romantical TV moment to to go out on. But yeah, it's I just I just don't like the quote. It's it's I understand. She's already told him to his face that yes, I like you. Now you know I like you. You know, I like you. Now, do you like me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I agree. But they're middle schoolers, Brett. Yes, they are. <laughs> I do love that uh, he gives back the jacket, and uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the one guy says that you're all you're right, all right
0: Matthews. Matthews. And Sean, Sean is right there beside him. Yeah, he always was. Mm-hmm. And uh, Candy
1: walks away and goes, "Candy, where
0: are you going? I, I go, go with, with the, the jacket." jacket. <laughs> did you know that? I should. I yeah, I probably should have. <laughs> so yeah, this was an episode, Brett. It was, and uh, yes, we did. We do go to detention, and. Uh, Corey's never done detention with Griff because once Feeney leaves, Robert Goulet comes in and entertains them. And I have to say, I find it absolutely delightful that Frankie and Joey love them some Robert Goulet because they're bopping along with him. (laughs) Exactly. Oh yes. That was an episode. And I believe that you have some deep dives for us.
2: People, people, people. Am I the only one who read the summer reading list?
1: The current weight classes for male wrestling goes as is. 106, 113, 120, 126, 132, 138, 145, 152, 160, 170, 182, 195, 220, and 285. Now, I don't know a lot about high school wrestling because I didn't do it. But what I do know is that you can be under that weight. You cannot be over that weight. There are a lot of stressors that come in wrestling. And one of the reasons I never did it was because I didn't want to have to worry about maintaining a weight to a certain Mm -hmm. level. And that fear and worry of if I'm not in weight, then it's going to hurt the team. Because I've seen plenty of times when people were not of weight and just the torture that they go through because of that. Mm -hmm. I just didn't want to experience that myself. Yes, you don't have to be exactly that weight. You just cannot be over said weight there is actually for the girls as well uh weight classes of 101 109 116 123 130 136 143 155 170 191 and 235 now a little interesting tidbit for us is that in pennsylvania Uh, they officially, what I found last night, is that they have sanctioned to officially create a girl wrestling, officially make it a varsity sport. So in Pennsylvania, up till this point, uh, we have not had an official girls wrestling, but now apparently is going to go into effect of this upcoming school year. Candy can finally wrestle. Yes. (laughs) Candy can finally (laughs) wrestle. Apparently they needed to get to a threshold where like a hundred schools were willing to commit to having female wrestling. Mm -hmm. And so that was going to be the case so that's really exciting and that's good we need to be able to have that a little history into uh, yearbooks for schools. Basically, we started around the East Coast in the 17th century. It was like a scrapbook and clipping of uh, newsletters, articles, and other mementos uh, from classes. And then in 1806, Yale created an officially printed school yearbook. It included information about the school year, student, uh, faculty, and even I can't remember how to say the actual word at the moment, but it's those like best, like. Who is most likely to do what? Superlatives. Superlatives, yes, thank you. Reasons why a school should do a yearbook, they capture history. So that way, whenever you go back through and you see, oh, these are the people that were here. These are the people that did these things. Uh, They foster school involvement. You You get to see all the different communities, all the different activities that go on. They encourage social interaction. Hey, you know what I've noticed over the past few years? People are on their phones more than anything else. So, <laughs> they last forever. Well, until they... You until know, they fall apart. Until they fall apart, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I still have almost all of my school yearbooks. Honestly,
0: and- until my basement flooded, I still had my yearbook from fifth grade. Oh, <laughs> and they provide decades of entertainment.
1: You know, as you rib your old friends on weird haircuts,
0: weird things they did,
1: and the pictures they took long lost. And to if go. you
0: digitize them, they can go on social media.
1: Oh yes, very true so i've been avoiding this one brett but i feel like it's time to get into this baywatch so Baywatch ran from 1989 to 2001. there have been attempts to revitalize different types of baywatch shows over the years but this is like the main run of shows stars like david hasselhoff pamela anderson gazine bleach jeremy jackson there is just too many people, too many good-looking people that are in this to really go through all of them. But basically, it's a, a long-running series following the adventures of a team of lifeguards on the crowded resort beach. Veteran lifeguard Mitch Butchen uh, watches over uh, younger lifeguards that come and go with each passing season, and they keep the beaches safe for vacationers. It just kind of shows the stresses of being a lifeguard. And... Predominantly, the main reason why it was in pop culture was because you had good-looking people running in slow motion. On beaches, in swimsuits. Yes, which is why people (laughs) like Sean and Corey and even Eric were a little obsessed with it, and even going into shows like Friends, Chandler and Joey were quite (laughs) obsessed with it as well. Now, to the main event, Big Van Vader, also known as Leon White, who you mentioned, born uh, May 14th. 1955, unfortunately passed away June 18th, 2018. So, as we know, uh, he's an American wrestler. He wrestled all around the world, in Japan, for several different companies, actually, in Japan itself. But he was a 13 time world champion on both WCW, CWA, Uh, UWA, and he also held the IPG uh, World Heavyweight Championship. The big thing at the time is that at the time of this coming out, he was in WCW at the time. He was not the World Heavyweight Champion. He was the USA Heavyweight Championship for some odd reason. That's what they called it back then, even though it wasn't Technically, the world title, but that's what they called it. They still called it the world title. Uh, at the time, the WCW champion was Hulk Hogan. So, funnily enough, he appeared with the belt in this episode... And like right around the time this episode was airing, he didn't have the belt. It was taken away from him, stripped. He actually, at around the same time, he was competing with Hulk Hogan for the uh, World Heavyweight Championship. So I don't know if Boy Meets World kind of pushed that because he was in in that episode. If he was also then challenging for the title, if they thought maybe some kids or some families may be you know, interested in watching Vader go for it. But understanding that there is a difference between the character that he plays, the quote-unquote, Vader character in this show compared to the actual character of Vader in wrestling because he is considered a monster. That is the title given to the super heavyweights, the big people. The He is supposed to be one of those guys that goes out and just dominates the smaller guys and, you know, rips apart people that doesn't go well with a family friendly type of uh, environment. So I think a lot of the families that watched this either already knew who he was or later on found out who he was, but weren't like actively trying to follow to understand better as he was big. Also, funnily enough, at the time in WWE, Diesel, or Kevin Nash, was the champion, and this considered one of the worst periods in wrestling history. (laughs) So yeah, even though Vader was on TV, this was not a great time for wrestling business in general even though there was two companies at the time another note for mr leon white also known as leslie he actually was a uh, football player and so he played for he was a lineman for the university of colorado uh and was drafted by the rams i believe yep Los Angeles Rams, third round in 1987, and he had a few injuries that he had to deal with. He did play in the Super Bowl against the Steelers, but then was cut, then started a career of real estate. So he played for a few seasons and played pretty well and wasn't was an All-American when he played for Colorado, so... It's a hard life to live, especially as a uh, lineman in the NFL. So yeah, that is our friend Vader. And we cannot wait to see him again because every episode he is in is always special and quite fun. Yes, it is. We'll see him again next season or next season. Yeah, next season. Yeah. Uh, At least once. (laughs) And then we'll see him again in the season prior. So that's right. So those are your deep dives, Brett. All
0: right. So.
1: You know anything about the Odyssey? Huh? Did I say you could talk? I didn't teach you that. My friend, Mr. Matthews, will lead the
0: discussion. Do I have to draw you a picture? What did we learn today?
1: Well, Brett, if I'm honest, here's what I learned today. We just have to admit when we don't know something, or when we're wrong, when we make a poor choice and we realize we need to backtrack and do something else, we just gotta gotta deal with that. So... Mm -hmm. Uh, I think, unfortunately, sometimes we get so stuck into, well, this is what we're doing, this is what's going to happen, that we tend to forget that, well, we messed up, we made a mistake, and we need to uh, backtrack and figure out what to do next.
0: Hmm. I learned we don't tick off Vader.
1: <laughs> Very nice. <laughs>
0: no. Nah, um, I learned, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we learned that... Uh, it's really okay to not feel the need to give in to peer pressure because I mean Corey really only gave in to the fight with Joey because he was being pressured into it by Joey by the rest of the team he could have walked away yep he could have walked away from Griff just because favors were called in doesn't mean that he couldn't have just said hey here's the jacket whatever right. He could have avoided a lot of pain, a lot of detention, but you know, it's never too late to say I'm done. Yep. It's never too late to say, you know, I made a mistake. Yep. So
1: that's, I mean, that's a great lesson of it's never too late. So mm-hmm. I agree with that completely. Yeah. So
2: I'm right. No, you're
1: exactly right.
2: So am I done with my education? Can I go?
0: Let's talk about grades. I myself gave the Thrilla and Phila an A minus. Very nice, very solid episode. Love, love our first experience with Vader and uh, Mister Feeney hopping in the ring to uh, stand up to him. A couple of things I can't get past that I have a hard time working through, but uh, a lot, a lot of really solid stuff and a lot really? of, a lot of good. I love seeing Corey come to the realization on his own. That He's just gotten in over his head and he needs to walk away that he does not need this. Yeah. And I love seeing Sean quietly in the background, just sticking by Corey the whole time to yeah. remind him, this isn't you. You don't need this. Yeah.
1: Uh, it's one of those episodes that I want to give it that a tier, but it's missing one very important thing and that's at any point for one of his parents to say hey uh what's going on Mm -hmm. like why do you want to join the wrestling team like amy is only here to say i just don't want him to and i was like yeah let's Mm -hmm. do it and i based on amy and what we know of her and the time she spent with him i really wish we would have had a moment of scene where she looked at him went just tell me why like sitting at the dinner table hey can you explain to me like why do you want to join the rest you've never expressed interest in this whatsoever like why now so it's just like and I know we need to get through so many things we have a lot of guest stars we got you know Topanga is here like this is a very full episode and it Mm handles us super well I guess my thing right now is like I'm going through the lens of being a parent and and not really having much of interaction with his parents at all this episode, which I get. We're getting less and less of that throughout mm-hmm. the, the 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 show and it's okay. But I really feel like there should have been a moment with him and his parents. And he didn't have that outside of my boy, the, the Corey, <laughs> um, Corey, the Corey. <laughs> so, I mean, this is a very strong a plus episode or not a plus uh, B plus episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it just barely misses the mark of an episode there's no mm-hmm. way around it it's a great episode yeah. it's just I mean there's always a chance in between that Corey had this moment where he talked with his parents and you know but we, we, we're not seeing that anymore mm. and there's so much happening in this episode that we don't get to that so you know if we had just seen a few seconds of a conversation or know that a conversation had just happened, you know, something, mm-hmm. I could have given them a higher score, but I can't
0: go higher than a yeah. B+. Plus. Definitely with you on but the parents. it's a great there.
1: episode. I really liked it.
0: Yeah. Definitely with you on the parents there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So before we go, I hear you've got a dad joke for me. Oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I don't know where I heard that from, but uh, I did hear it. <laughs> Maybe it was from the other, uh, you know, 49 episodes where we've got that set up as our (laughs) shtick.
1: Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go.
0: (laughs) All right.
1: Uh, I'll give you a dad joke, but it's more of a a poem, if you will.
0: Okay.
1: It goes like this. Dear Math, grow up and solve your own problems.
0: I like that one. Math's not my strongest subject.
1: I don't mind math. But, Brett, I think this is officially an episode.
0: I think it is officially an episode. So, good-looking people, thank you for sticking around for 50 episodes. And hopefully we'll see you for 50 more. Yes, definitely. And more beyond that, because there's more than 50 coming. (laughs) Yep. Way yes. more than that. So uh, you can connect connect, connect Nick? with us on social media <laughs> at World across Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and whatever else we'll ever eventually get into. We'll grab yeah, that at World. Uh You can find us on YouTube at World, and you can send us an email at gmail at gmail.com.
1: Yeah, leave us a review on Apple yeah. Podcasts and we'll read them.
0: That's right. We will read your emails, read your reviews, and if you leave reviews, it will let other people know how to find us and spread the dadly goodness to yes. the world. The
1: episode has the episode goodness. That's right. And <laughs> speaking
0: of which, you can pick up some sweet Dads Meat World merch at dadsmeetworld.threadless.com. Yeah.
1: I'll tell you what. One of my shirts, I got that super soft stuff. And every single time I wear it, my wife goes, ooh, your shirt's so soft. So <laughs> That's if you want right. to impress a lady out there with a nice soft shirt, I know you can find one at dadsmeetworld.com.
0: No, com. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's <laughs> One of those things. We don't own the DadsMeetWorld.com URL. I have to look into that. Not yet. <laughs> and remember, if you want to sponsor us, let us know.
1: Yes. And also, definitely let us know if you want a girl, uh, girl meets world, a uh, mom meets world uh, podcast as well. That's
0: right. Let yeah. us know. <laughs> we we won't really talk all. about that Thanks for two so episodes, much. but. Um, until next time, good-looking people, we will see you. <laughs> and they want you to take the roles.
2: They want you to take the roles!
0: You can find Dad's Meat World on Facebook, Twitter, and probably a few other places just by searching for Dad's Meat World. Dad's Meat World is a production of Head First Studios. Head for Studios. Tell your story. All right. So before we go, I hear you've got a dad joke for me. Oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I don't know where I heard that from, but uh, I did hear it. <laughs> Maybe it was from the other, uh, you know, 49 episodes where we've got that set up as our shtick. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Good looking people. 50th episode spectacular peek behind the curtain. Tyler and I like to divide the episodes up And take turns hosting And whoever's hosting has the dad joke for the day If you haven't caught on to that It's usually fairly obvious When we do (laughs) Woofah